Netcasts you love. From people you trust. This is Twit. Bandwidth for This Week in Google is provided by Cashfly. C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y dot com. This is Twig. This Week in Google, episode 91, recorded April 20th, 2011. Ixnay on the Enus Pay. This Week in Google is brought to you by FreshBooks, the easy online invoicing service that gets you paid quickly and makes you look more professional. Get started with a free package at FreshBooks.com. And by Hover.com. Hover is domain name registration and management that's simple. For Hover's transfer concierge service, free for you, go to twig.hover.com. And by Netflix. Watch thousands of TV episodes and movies streamed to your PC, Mac, or TV instantly. Plus, get DVDs by mail in about one business day. For your free 30-day trial, go to netflix.com slash twit. It's time for Twig this week in the Google with the Googlers, or the Google coverers, Gina Trapani. Hello. Smarterware.org and thinkup. thinkupapp.com. Thinkupapp.com. Yeah. Thinkupapp. Great to have you back, Leo. Great to be back. Thanks to Tom Merritt for filling in on Tom the show great. last week when I was at NAB. Also here, Jeff Jarvis from Buzz Machine. Buzz. Fuzzy. Very fuzzy. You're in uh, Toronto, that's why. It's a, in Toronto. The entire country is out of focus. Many <laughs> no, it's, it's, the, it's, the, it's the haze in the air from, from all the cold and moisture. Is it cold up there? Yeah. yeah I left New York where it was 70, and up here I'm wearing two uh, coats. I do love Toronto, though. I love going up. You know what uh, I would like to go city. to uh, is the film festival up there is fantastic. Yeah. Have you ever been to that? No, I haven't. Yeah. They should that. do it. They should do it north by northeast. Yeah. Oh yeah. Instead of a south by that? southwest, do north by northeast. Let's I'll do talk it. to Amber. Yeah, it's a great idea. Nobody would go because everybody wants to go to Austin. You know, it's like ninety degrees in Austin today. <laughs> Speaking of uh, Canada, uh, you're up uh, there by Waterloo, which is where Rim is, the BlackBerry folks. And look what I have in my little hands here—a seven-inch tablet that just came out yesterday. It's the BlackBerry Playbook. I bought this. I had actually had handled it before because I brought it on to Regis and Kelly. This is the 16 gigabyte Wi-Fi edition, which is 4.99, same as an iPad, and it's just starting off. And look at I have to update my tablet again. Again, I already did one. I guess I have another one. <laughs> what a play! First update was 227 megabytes. This one says it's 141 megabytes. How long has this been out? Uh it came out yesterday. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is an unusual. They have to fix these things. Yeah. You know, uh, they, they realize after they put it out, oh, we want, oh, this is 287 megabytes. Well, we'll come back right. in a couple of days and we'll take a look. <laughs> <laughs> we do have somebody asked in the chat room, do you have a Zoom? We do have a Zoom. Um, we got a Zoom for our All About Android show. Uh, Jason Howell and Eileen Rivera host that show uh, on Mondays on the uh, channel. All About Android covers Android phones, Android tablets, Android stuff. And I'm already hearing. I met, I met a great Twit fan uh, at uh, uh, the, what used to be recording for the blind and dyslexic is now called um, Learning Ally, and he already is a fan of the Android show. Yeah, it's fantastic. Which. It's really a great show. Uh, you can get that twit.tv slash AAA, all about Android. And uh, I ordered, and I'm, I should get, I might get before the show's over, 
uh, the the I think this is the current hot Android phone. It changes every week. Uh, T-Mobile's G2X, which is basically an LG Optimus 2X, Tegra 2 phone, uh, uh, IPS, 4-inch IPS screen, and a lot of people are raving about it. Cyanogen's already said that he's got one and he's going to start doing this uh, C7 mod for it. So we're going to oh, wow. let we're going to let AAA root it because you know what it comes with Froyo. Oh, that was my oh. next question. Isn't that yeah. sad? Yeah, root that sucker instantly. What's the deal? It's a Google Experience phone. It doesn't have the uh, any LG um, sugar on top of it, but they didn't. Yeah, give strange. It, they didn't give it gingerbread, which is really strange. Well, well anyway. it's the tab. All oh, right, the phone. That's what it's yeah, it's a phone. But uh, but I, I'm hearing really from the people who already have it in their hot little hands. I'm hearing very good things. So. Uh, I can't, I'm kind of, I've been, you know, what happened is I had a Nexus S. I like the Google Experience phones. Those are the vanilla Google phones. And um, Eileen lost hers in uh, New York. So I gave, or Austin. So I gave her my Nexus S, which Google had given me. So I didn't, that's fine. And then I went back to my Nexus One, which I still, you still use a Nexus One, right, Gina? I am still rocking the, the Nexus One. I am. I love, love, yeah. except... It doesn't have enough memory for applications. That's the problem, right? Yep. It, yep. So I've been drooling kind of over the Nexus S for a while. Uh, but yeah, no, I just need more room to store stuff on it, right? Yeah, and so I've been, I've been, I've been, I've been like uh, really wanting to buy a Thunderbolt or something. But A, I want the Google experience. And B, I'll be honest, I want a dual processor. If I'm going to get a new phone, why get a single processor phone, right? Right. So there are a couple of dual processor choices. This is the G2X is one. There's a, a Galaxy S 4G on on Sprint, but I think that's single processor also. There's the Atrix, which I wasn't going to get because that's AT&T. I have enough of them. <laughs> and and then I was waiting for the Droid Bionic from Motorola, but that's got Motorola Blur on it. And I'm not not a fan of Blur. So this as soon as I saw the G2X, I said, okay, good. Google Experience, dual processor, check. But two. must, but must jailbreak. I'm mean, not jailbreak. Must root, right? Because you don't like want to deal with Froyo. Well, Come they on. say they're going to put gingerbread on it quick, but I don't know how quick. And you're right. And this is a chance for me to let uh, Eileen and 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 uh, Jason ruin my phone. So <laughs> <laughs> she loses them. She ruins them. Boy, you just can't give her a phone. Uh, well, that, that way I own them. Look, look at the matrix that you just laid out of all your decisions about what you wanted a phone and what you would need to do. Like, does does I mean, can you expect a regular consumer? To, to make those decisions, like the Google experience versus Blur versus different processors different versus the different, I you know, agree. Froyo, Gingerbread, Honeycomb even is sort of confusing. I mean, and it's not, there's not even like a clear. Plans. Well, what I yeah. tell people now, because of course I talk to normal people, not on this show ever, but on, uh, <laughs> but on the radio show, that's, that's the normal people show I do. And right. so what I tell them is good news. You used to, if you wanted a good smartphone, you used to have to use AT&T for an iPhone. Now you're going to go AT&T Verizon. But I said what you, na- what you now can do is what you used to do in 2000s, pre-2007, which is choose a carrier first, one that right. you like, one that has good customer service, most importantly, one that has good connectivity where you are. If you want 4G, that's a consideration. So choose your carrier first. And then I think, to be honest, at best, there are one or two choices on, every, on Sprint, T-Mobile, AT&T yeah. Verizon. It's yeah, not like you right. have eight choices for each. Yeah, I think starting with the carrier is a really good, good that, way to go that about it. That narrows it way down. And I think, and I boy, I'll fight to the finish on this one. I think having choice is better than no choice. Mm-hmm. I agree. 
I know it confuses people. If the, I mean, you still have choice because you have to choose iPhone or, you know. But now this brings up the big story of the week in some ways, Samsung versus Apple. Apple says Samsung intentionally designed the Galaxy S to look like an iPhone to confuse consumers. Down to the, the, uh, the Samsung uh, interface, which is a grid, icon grid interface. The design of the phone to look like an iPhone with a home button and everything. What do you guys think? Merit to this case? If, the, if Apple thinks that's what makes the iPhone special, then, then they're thinking poorly of themselves. It's not what makes the iPhone special well, at that's all. That's interesting. But do consumers um, know that is the question, I guess? Yeah, I think so. It's just another smartphone, and, and all these phones are a bit alike. But I think Apple is unique. And people, I think even the real people you talk to on the radio know it's unique. That's what um, I said. That's what I said. And Nilay Patel, who we had on a, a, a tweet this week, or no, I'm sorry, Mac Break Weekly yesterday, said, no, no, my mother wouldn't know the difference. I, I think that's really uh, insulting to normal people. I think normal people can tell. He said, but you go in, if you went into Verizon pre-iPhone and said, I want an iPhone, what Verizon would say is, well, we don't have the iPhone, but we have something just like it, which is probably true. And they'd, they'd show them, you know, an Android phone, probably the Galaxy S. This yeah, is- it goes back to Trio and BlackBerry. Can, can you own an, a, a whole category? Are they going to start, you know, trademarking a category now? Um, patenting a category? It gets, it gets to be too much. Gina, what about you? Uh, yeah, I agree. I'm looking at pictures of it right now, and it does it does look a lot like the iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say. Um, but yeah, I mean, this seems just like uh, a total waste of time on Apple's part. It's true. I mean, uh, right, I mean, how, you know, how many things can you sue over? And, and there are pretty clear differences. I mean, I don't know. Is my mom going to know the difference? You know, I don't know. Is That's someone who doesn't use this technology a lot? Does your mom know the difference? Listen, I don't know yeah, the difference so. between some uh, uh, Nissans and Toyotas. So? Well, in fact, uh, Nilay said that this is a very common lawsuit subject in car dress. That there's frequent Ferrari sues all the time for people who imitate their trade dress. This is the one of the issues was trade dress. Now, here is the it Galaxy says S. Samsung on top. Yeah, that's true. If you really wanted to hide it. But look at, okay, here's one. Here's, here's something that maybe, look at the icons. So on the left, <laughs> on the left Apple, on the right Samsung. Okay, that's, that's yeah, the icon side by side is a pretty strong case. Yeah, uh, I gotta Should say, have made a blue phone icon. I mean, the phone you can give them, but it is green with a gradient. Uh, the, I mean, they're they're close. They're pretty darn close. The gear in both. I don't know. I think no this pen, one is a. No I don't think this is a um, slam dunk by any means. Uh, you know, who knows what a judge and jury are going to say. Um, Apple wants uh, an injunction that for, for, forbids them from selling this phone. They they say that they infringe on patents as well. So there's more than just the trade dress and the, and the copyright infringement. But the, I think the crux of it is, would a consumer, I asked Neil like this and he agreed, would a consumer be fooled? Was there an intent on Samsung's part to fool or trick users into thinking they were making an iPhone, something that if it's not an iPhone, at least it's just like an iPhone. I I, I agree with you. I, I, I think nobody's fooled by this. and It's a, it's, it's the sincerest form of flattery. I mean, Apple should be standing out there and saying we're, we're way ahead. Everybody wants to copy us. Of course they do. Yeah. You agree, Gina? 
I do, I do, and this is this is Apple's whole thing, right? Like, fire up your copy machines. Wasn't that one of the one of their sort of their ads at a, 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 a formal Mac world? I mean, the, yeah, exactly. Sincerest form of flattery, and like this is this is what happens when you have a successful product. Other products uh, borrow ideas from them. Well, remember, and, um, Apple sued uh, Microsoft over the trash can. The, the Microsoft called it a recycle bin, but it was right. Clearly, the trash, and they right. lost. Now, Anilai says that was a flawed suit, but uh, and they know better now about how to pursue such a thing. But I think that a court's going to say, no, this is how technology innovation happens. Somebody comes up with an idea, the idea perhaps to have a, a touch screen that fills the front of the phone, and it makes sense. And everybody else does it. Uh, somebody has a home... You know, the funny thing is the Samsung does not have just a home button. It has a middle button, but it has, a, as all Android phones do, it has other buttons down the bottom um yeah there's a grid of icons but that kind of makes sense if you're going to have icons what are you going to do put them in a circle <laughs> of course uh i should point out microsoft didn't with windows phone 7 they were very careful not to do this grid i i, I that's true but the home screen by default uh, the pictures i'm looking at i mean you can do widgets it's not just the plain grid of icons oh by oh but the always. samsung it's the samsung sugar okay so that's the thing is that yes you're right vanilla android the phone i'm getting uh, a samsung galaxy a nexus s will be right. widgets and all that stuff but the samsung ui does look a lot like uh Apple. right right mm. Mm. i think i don't think there's merit but you know this stuff takes 10 years and it definitely has, you know... It'll it, employ a lot of lawyers. Well, and the funny thing is Samsung is... App, it, Apple's literally... Samsung is Apple's biggest supplier. They make yeah. the A5 chip in the iPad. They make the A4 chip in the iPhone. They make all the SSDs and the RAM and all this stuff. It's kind of funny. Interesting. If you think it's... It'd be suicidal and they can't do it, but it'd be fun to, if, if, if they just said, okay, fine, cut off Apple and cut off their, their air supply for a month or two until right. they found new suppliers. Well, and this was something uh, Neil I said also is that it has to do with the structure of Samsung because it's a big Korean Koretsu. Um, each division is almost autonomous, so in fact, right. the phone division has to bid for uh, processors from the processor division against Apple. So Oof. the the processor division is not going to shoot themselves in the foot; they're going to continue to do business. It's, I think it's interesting. I don't like it. Yeah. Moving on. Yeah, I think compete, don't litigate is just seems like that's the right way to go. Yeah. It's the American way. No, no actually, litigation's the American way. <laughs> Let's right. be honest. Let's be completely It depends honest. on who you're talking to, I guess. The idealists versus the realists. Hey, I want, I'm gonna, uh, we're going to take a break for an ad, but I want to ask you guys, I'm going to give you a minute as I do the ad to think about, to help me out. So, uh, you know, the G8 is coming up in May in uh, Deauville, France, uh, President Sarkozy, the host of this. And he is convening a couple of days before the 24th and 25th of May, a blue ribbon panel of Internet entrepreneurs to create a white paper for the G8 summit on how government should treat the Internet, particularly yeah, the government and uh, uh, the Internet and the economy. Wow. Wow. Uh, we know uh, wow. Eric Schmidt's been invited. Mark Zuckerberg's been invited. For some reason that I, I still haven't quite figured out, I was invited. Wow. Congratulations, Leo. So I'm flying. That's awesome. Yeah. That is amazing. Yeah. Well, uh, 
I'm really glad you're going to have a seat at that table. It was bizarre, but I am too because I think that the uh, existing big business has an, kind of an entrenched interest in the status quo. Look at Google, Verizon, um, and I. I want to step step up and say, look, if you want innovation, if you want an economic future, you can't let the entrenched interests determine your policy. They've already made it. Don't let them pull the ladder up. They're, the future of your country, of our country, of all the G8 countries relies on an open Internet for which to encourage innovation, to encourage fluid, friction-free economy. This is vitally important. So, yes, you, I know it's, it's the tendency of, of a national, of a government to look to the, the, the current business uh, for guidance, but your stakeholders include the future and uh, and more, maybe even more importantly, include the future. And don't forget that when you consider an important government. So Definitely. anyway, I just said what I thought I might say, but I'd love to get your... When, when is it, Leo? May, uh, May 20... I have to find the invitation. I think 24th and 25th. It's a Tuesday and Wednesday. So I won't be here for Twig. But if I can, I will report back. There's, you know, I yeah. got the... I got the... It's kind of mind-boggling. I got the the schedule. First of all, I get a letter in French from Nicolas Sarkozy. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> that is really cool. Uh, uh, Bonjour, Leo. Yeah, I'm framing that. And, he, and at the end, it says, uh, my rough translation, I hope you will uh, take this as a measure of my esteem. I cannot figure this out. I think somebody like Cedric Ingrand at Plenacren or somebody in France, maybe Loïc Lemur. I think it's Loïc. Loïc was an advisor to Sarkozy. And Loïc is going. So no, I that, actually, that I thought it was a hoax. <laughs> this is how little I think of myself. I thought, oh, yeah, April Fool's a little late. <laughs> You're like, so, Loic is messing with me. Meh. So I emailed, I emailed Loic. I said, do you know anything about this is for real? He said, yeah, it's for real. I'm going. See you there. Nice. So I made my reservation. I'm going to try to bring my daughter who lived in France for a year and oh, who is even more than I represents the, you know, the future. Yeah. A 19-year-old who is like your son, Jake, uh, yep. who, who is, you know, uh, the, the, the real stakeholder here. Let's not mortgage their future for Verizon, Google, you know, the record industry, the movie industry. So anyway, um, yeah, I'm really, I'm so excited, but I'm also completely intimidated and terrified. Apparently Zuckerberg has been invited, Schmidt, uh, Jeff got, Bezos. You're, 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 here's the thing, Leo, you're the representative of the people. They're all yeah, representing companies. That's what I'm going to try to say. I'm a small company, but I'm, but more the, no, that's what no, I'm going to try to say. I come here, my portfolio is to represent the people, the the people who use the internet, and furthermore, I mean, there there are plenary sessions, but there's working groups. We break off into groups. We create a recommendation. This is a genuine. This isn't just like, hey, hey, how you doing? Have a cocktail party and a shake Carla Brune's hand. This is really a working uh, two days in which we're supposed to create a recommendation for the G8 summit. Wow. Eric Schmidt, That's Jimmy awesome. Wales, Jack Ma, Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos, Mark Look Zuckerberg. At you. No, it's some horrible mistake was made. I am not worthy to be on the Skype call right now. I'm, I, no, not no, worthy. No. Not no, worthy. No, no that's no. awesome, Leo. Well, I'm so proud of you. Awesome. That's awesome. I, I'm, you know, it's one of those things where I go, oh, forget it. I'm not going to that. But I feel <laughs> I feel a real obligation as you as you should to as to should. speak up for us. So I don't know if I'm the right person to do it, but I got tapped, Absolutely. so I'm going to do it. And I'm going to send you if you if with your permission, I'm going to send you my manuscript because the last two chapters are. Ah. Oh, I would love that. Jeff, I mean, I really, if you, if, please, any, I want to hear from you. Tell me what I should say. <laughs> Some of you've heard here on the show, but yeah, this is important yeah, work. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank God so, I've been doing this show for the last year and a half. I think I've learned a little bit from you, too. 
God. I think you should really. I think you should try to recruit Twig guests. I think that should be your your main mission. Hey, Bill, get, you want to be on Twig? There to show up on Twig. <laughs> hey, hey, Jeff, we talk about you a lot. Come on a show. <laughs> hey, just call in. Come they're, on, you're gonna say time. Gonna just twenty this, minutes. This is gonna be. This, you know, there's this podcaster here who keeps trying to get people to <laughs> see that guy with the gray hair. Stay away from him. He's really pushy. You hear that guy with a happy voice? <laughs> Ooh, what's with him? Who let him in? I, you know, this is this is all about Jeff and creating disruption. You know, creating frameworks in which in which disruption can happen, can happen, and innovation can happen. Right? That's Wait, that's disrupt. where you want to go with this. Jarvis is your man. I just know. I end the book with a quote from Schmidt. You know, ironically, because I go both sides on him, but but just saying that that. He blesses that the fact the internet was made such that 24-year-olds in a garage could do what they did. Yes. And it was Larry and Sergey, but it's not anymore. And who's the next? Exactly. And uh, I I just feel like I'll walk in the door and the master control will say, He's not any kind of plutocrat sock. He's a user. (laughs) And they'll throw me out. (laughs) Plutocrats only in here. It'll be worth the whole trip. What's your bank balance, son? Hey, Leo, can you kiss Carly Rooney's hand? Well, my my daughter, who's very excited, Fred. of course, said, well, will I, she didn't say, will I meet Sarkozy? She said, will I meet Carla? <laughs> I'm a, I've been pledged to get Carla's uh, autograph for, uh, for Tom Merritt, believe it or not. He's a big fan. <laughs> That's too much information, Leo. Oh, I know. I know. Glee's one thing, but Carla Brune? <laughs> No, I see. See again with my mouth, Nicholas. I'm sorry. I love her. She's beautiful. She's wonderful. I love her singing. Well, I, yeah, I do too. I, it's fine for her. It's just scaring me about your. I'm going to get uninvited. We need to get those headphones back in your ears to make you do the four minutes of silence. Blow those, <laughs> blow those suckers off again. I'm going to try to shut up for the next month so that they don't know we've let a subversive in. Hey, let's talk a little bit about fresh books, and then we will continue. And I will—I would like to get your advice, frankly, because I don't—I don't—I—I I am not worthy. Believe me, fresh books, of course, the easy online invoicing service that I uh, first found out about uh, in 2004. That's when they started. Amber MacArthur was a big fan, a Toronto company, Jeff, actually, and that's how she knew about them. She knew them, and of course, since 2004, I and two million other folks have used fresh books to change our lives. If you're a freelancer, an independent contractor, if you have to invoice to get paid, I got the wrong uh, lower third up. Let me just put this up. Freshbooks.com. There you go. They're both blue. That's what fooled me. Freshbooks.com is the way to do your invoicing. Look, we all we all hate invoicing. Anybody who's ever invoiced, it's just a pain in the butt. But here's the deal. You upload your logo. They actually have automated invoicing, which is fantastic. They'll automatically send it out, and you can even, if your client agrees, have automatic payment, which is, you know, most clients would agree to that because they don't want it. It's just as hard for them to do all the payments as it is for you to do the invoicing. That's why they love those emails from FreshBooks users because there's just a button on there that says pay it now with a credit card or one of 11 authorized payment services like PayPal, Authorize.net, Tuco. And if they don't pay automated late payment reminders, which make it easy to collect, there are clients I know who still want paper invoices. They do that too. And they even have fresh books on your iPhone or on your desktop so that you can track hours and then automatically put them right into the invoice. So many great features, and now you can try it free. Free for the first three clients. Go to freshbooks.com and sign up today. Free forever for the first three clients. I think for a lot of us, that's all we ever need. 
FreshBooks.com makes invoicing easy. Easy peasy. You got to use, I'm sure you still send out invoices, right, Gina? Occasionally, although I'm, I'm pretty full-time now. Um, really? At, at ThinkUp? Yeah, at Expert Labs. Expert yeah, it's Labs? kind of my full-time gig. So I'm not invoicing as much. Um, but yeah, I would definitely do FreshBooks if I was 1099-ing, you know, oh, a lot So much more. easier. <gasps> yeah. I mean, I need to get my wife to take over my invoicing because I'm terrible at it. And, and maybe if I can get fresh books, maybe I'll convince her to do it. She'll do it. I mean, it's actually, it's well, She it's does fun. yell at me. <laughs> it's really fun. Did you see that Eric Schmidt, uh, besides the fact that he's no longer the uh, CEO of Google, got a raise? He was earning a dollar a year. Is this a number? Yeah, it was. No, it's not. Would have been, but it's not. Yeah, it was the percentage increase there? I won't say. No, it's not a number. It's not a number. It's okay. He was earning a dollar a year, of course, because he's an owner. He's one of the wealthiest men in the world. He doesn't really need to get a salary. Steve Jobs did the same thing. Um, but he's going to get a raise. What is it? <laughs> to one, $1.25 million? What is the percentage on that? <laughs> that I, I is that a raise. You need, you need a big calculator to do that with a potential $6 million bonus. So I just think that I, you know, I've been talking to people. He was kicked upstairs, but it's pretty clear by Larry Page because the first thing Larry does is create a new gang of six. Marissa Meyer, not a member. Um, I th And this is his little... Here, I, I disagree and agree at the same time, Leo. Well, you know I, more I, than I, I do. You've been inside. No, well, I don't know much more, more, more than you do at all. But, but you know, when I saw him, uh, he nodded at what I'd written about this. I, I, I do think that we forgot, as I said on the show before, that it was always his job to prepare. Uh, he was the Prince Regent preparing uh, Larry. And it is their company. It's not his company. And so once that happens, once Larry is really in charge, then he's got to be really in charge. And yeah, Eric's still there, and Eric's on the board, and Eric's love advice. But Larry, I, I think, I think the key to Larry's reign is that he had to put his own team in. I guess so. You know? I guess so. Did yeah, you so guys you think talk this was an agreement from the beginning? We're going to yeah. bring in the dad to kind of bring right. up Larry. And well, then... and that's what Eric tweeted: "Is okay, time yeah, adult right. supervision is over." Right. Okay. That's a nice raise, though. That's for sure. Well, on top it's of the on top, stock as well. On top of a hundred million dollars stock grant, of course, he can't get that money for till twenty fifteen. So they just want to make sure he's not on the street. That he's that he makes sure he comes to the board meetings with shine shoes and a nicely pressed suit. So just a little. You know, I hear you're getting the same percentage here at uh, Twit. <laughs> it's a little walking <laughs> around money for for Eric. I'll put but, on a tie for that, Leo. <laughs> Uh, you start off higher than he did, so it's going to be really great. <laughs> yeah, his percentage is actually more uh, because he started so low. We saw uh, Scoble took pictures of. There was a lot of press on the Facebook, uh, the new Facebook open uh, server farm thing. Google's also planning a little investment, $100 million investment in a wind farm. There have been complaints about the Facebook uh, uh operation center up in Oregon because it's running basically on power from coal-fired plants. Eh, not so good. That and Mark Zuckerberg's dog Beast took a pee on the floor. Oh! No, that's green. Was, that is green. Which, which, which was on the on, on, on Beast, Beast's Facebook page. <laughs> <laughs> I got my dog with me. Ozzy's with me right now. I don't know. Bring Ozzy on camera. Ozzy, do not be inspired. He's sleeping. I Let sleeping oh. dogs... What does they say about sleeping dogs? <laughs> <laughs> Tell no tales. That's right. <laughs> oh, so you're, you, I'll show him later. Once the playbook is uh, updated, he might want to play with that for a little bit. 
Un, you know, this has happened several times. Unable to download software update. What? What's up with that? I don't know. It keeps trying. It's downloaded some stuff, but these are hundreds of megabytes. Have you even set up the network for it? Or yeah, yeah. The first thing you have to do is plug it in because it's come got some power. But they say plug this in and then get on your Wi-Fi, which I did. And maybe our Wi-Fi is I don't know. Maybe it's our Wi-Fi. But this is hunt. I mean, literally. At least two 200-plus megabyte updates before I can even use this thing. So popular, everybody's downloading at the same time? Maybe. Maybe. You know, I think we don't talk enough about how expensive, uh, environmentally expensive, our Internet use is. But yeah. every Google search uses energy. And uh, to Google's uh, credit, this is from uh, CNET's Green Tech uh, column, Martin LaMonica editors this. To, to Google's credit, they're trying to find sustainable energy sources uh, they will invest $100 million in the Shepherd's Flat Wind Project in Oregon. Everything's in Oregon. This is its second investment in renewable energy in the last uh, two weeks. It would be enough energy for 235,000 average U.S. homes. Now, the the, the Facebook uh, uh, network operation centers, I think they put two or three online. Each is, is uses enough power for a, a town of 40,000 people. They also invested $186 million in a solar power plant. Uh, last week, so, yeah, and Google.org is you know one of its three main causes is energy, and they fully acknowledge that it's in their best interest. If they can get the cost of clean renewable energy to be cheaper than coal, it's hugely beneficial to Google and, of course, to all mankind. And Google yeah. can afford this. Yes, mm-hmm. it's an investment in their future and our future. Interests are aligned. And this is kind mm-hmm. of this is where. It's very rare. There's a nexus uh, in between corporate profit interests yes. and our interests, and I think it's great. Yes. Yeah, it's great for business and for marketing for yeah. them, too. It makes them look like the good guys, for yeah. sure. Right. They did pretty well this quarter, uh, although the stock market kind of spanked Larry Page. Apparently, they wanted Larry to come on and explain. Explain to me, Larry, why costs were up so much. He just came on, uh, said hey, <laughs> and left without answering questions. And the stock took a little um, news dive. Even though Google announced $8.58 billion in revenue <laughs> for the first quarter. That's a 27% increase year to year. And a net income of two, profit of $2.3 billion. That's only a mere modest gain <laughs> <laughs> of uh, $700 million over the first quarter 2010. Aww. <laughs> but the real issue, uh, and I think the reason the stock took a hit first was that the analysts predicted more. Second was expenses were up 33%. And one guess on that is 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 personnel. They hired 2,000 um, employees this quarter. They hired a lot and they're having to pay a lot. Right, they're paying people. for top talent, right? Yeah. And all those ice cream sandwiches and gingerbread men for Android releases, right? <laughs> well, and and all the money that reportedly they're giving people who Twitter or Facebook's trying to steal to that's, stick that's around, I mean. right? To stick around, yeah. They're they're well, they're competing, right, with with Facebook and right. Twitter for right. the best top talent. They're so they're offering a lot of money. Bank. Yep. Bank. I offered F- Eileen five dollars not to go back to CNET. <laughs> <laughs> she stuck around. Well, she hasn't told me yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Here's the here's the number I thought. I'm I can't do any stories with numbers in them. Yes, you can. The numbers on there already. I already have a number. Oh well, let me look at the one you'd never guess. So it's fine. Oh, I'll look at the doc. That's what I should do. Oh yeah, we're safe here. You're safe. You're you're so way safe. It's a stretch. Oh, that's a good number. I like it. So I'll I'll mention this number then. 350,000 Android handsets being activated every day. So that's, uh, what is that? Uh, 15 times 700 is 7. It's almost a million a month, right? Or no. Leo's responsible for 500 per day. 10 million a month. And I do do my share. (laughs) I do my share. I do. I got a new one coming today. I'll activate. I'll be one of those. 350,000 people activating today. It'll be a lot easier to activate than that BlackBerry thing. <laughs> Look, new software is available. Wow. <laughs> Look, it's a few more megabytes to download. Wow. <laughs> so close. I've got 221 megabytes of 287. So close. So app downloads are up 50% from the fourth quarter, too. So this is, I mean, look, there's just no question that Android's on a rampage, which may be why Apple is uh, so anxious to uh, go after Samsung. Maybe this is the beginning of a jihad against all uh, Android devices. I don't know. Yeah, somebody pointed out they sidestepped Google in that. Yeah. So, but I think a lot of, they, they took the easy one because um, they're going after much more direct yeah. trade dress infringement uh, on the part and of And they're Samsung. going after somebody for whom they are a huge customer. But Apple so has said. Samsung going to do but sit down and, and, and right. self-flagellate? Right. Apple, ha- and Apple has said that they do believe that Android, uh, haven't they? And Linux violate some of their patents. I know Microsoft has said that. I can't. I can't keep track. Leo. So someone calling himself Chipotle in Twitter, uh, otherwise known as Chip Clark. I don't think he works there. Says about your summit. Hopefully, Leo equals FDR and not Neville Chamberlain. Uh, the responsibility is on you, sir. I shall not bring a furled umbrella and a bowler hat. To and meet. people are saying in Twitter, Leo is, after all, the president of the internet. Yeah, I think that's what happened. Is that they saw my about me page and they got confused. Oh. <laughs> Is I can hear Sarkozy said, "Yes, have that French gentleman lost something, <laughs> Monsieur le Monsieur le Président de l'Internet. Uh, <laughs> bienvenue à Paris. Where's your uh, Where's your Air Force One? Ah, <laughs> uh, sorry, I came economy class on Delta. Have you seen the price of flying to Paris? Short notice in May. Ooh. Oh, I and can't even imagine. Mr. Sarkozy did not offer me a ticket. That's all right." I, I'm going to see if I can hit you right with you know, Eric. You, sh- you should go. All- yeah, that's a good idea, actually. <laughs> if there are any CEOs listening who are flying in their G8s to the G8. <laughs> can I hit your ride? You stand out on the on the yeah. private jet airfield. Yeah. With the- hey, you're going to the EG8? Need a lift? <laughs> <laughs> I think you should go on Kickstarter. And send Leo nice. to France on okay. the internet. That's a good idea. Send Leo and, to France. You know the people. The people who um, who who give you money get a special report from Leo. But incidentally, we are actually uh, we've applied to Kickstarter. I don't know if they'll accept us, but we have applied to Kickstarter uh, to raise money for our new studio. Ah, oh, right on. I thought that that seemed like an appropriate use yeah. of. Uh, funds and this way our community knows there's a direct connection and we got some um you know you have to give premiums it's like yeah. a public radio so um i think for a hundred dollar donation we're gonna have your name on a brick on the brick wall which when oh, you're mad you'll pull it out and throw it at somebody yeah. <laughs> yeah you your brick might be used to bean tom Merritt. it'll be amazing 
Eileen, you lost another phone? <laughs> when I say you bricked my phone, I mean you bricked my phone. Oh, well, that's a better idea, Leo. The wall of Leo phones and you get your name on. <laughs> Actually, you know what? We should add that. For a donation, you can have one of Leo's old, you know, piece of junk that Leo's no <laughs> Leo's longer using. Handsets. And Leo's handsets, and I'll autograph. autograph it. That's a good idea. Nice, There's that is a, a good lot idea. Of lying around, old stuff. <laughs> Maybe this playbook, if it doesn't update itself, this could be. This could go straight, straight to Gazelle.com. Instabrick. Instabrick. Maybe it's that us. Won't even go on. Yeah. Maybe it's us. <laughs> uh, well, I'll keep trying. Um. So to this afternoon, President Obama will be at, at Facebook. Um, and at the same time, Eric Schmidt's going to interview Tina Fey. <laughs> Don't you love that? So Zuck gets Obama. Schmidt gets Fey. Which are they're you going to watch? Be, they're both going to be awkward as hell. Yeah. <laughs> That's the beauty part of it. <laughs> I mean, just obviously Marissa had, it was Gaga over Gaga. I mean, I've got a crush on Tina Fey. I think Tina Fey is magnificent, right? Oh, agreed. Right? So you can just imagine Eric Schmidt, who must have a crush on her, if he's if he's taken this duty, that's going to be hilarious. <laughs> I want to hear him giggle like Marissa did in front of Gaga. Yeah. I, th I think this was maybe part of his uh, severance package. <laughs> <laughs> I get to interview Tina Fey. Yeah. That is a really awesome, awesome interview. And then when he's at the G8, he gets to meet Carla Bruni. Oh. <laughs> oh. They sent him. So let me see. Actually, I think the president is speaking uh, right now. He's doing a town hall meeting. Ooh, Isn't this? I mean, wow. This has really become the Facebook has become the town hall. Or is that a bad thing? <sighs> mm. Well, the journalism professor in me should get all haughty and say, well, they're not journalists. They don't know what to ask and all that. But bull. I think this is just the point. You know, I, uh, uh, Larry Lessig has a really good new Larry Lessig PowerPoint up. And you know, Larry has his... I love his ...way stuff. to do with this magnificent. And it's very, very good. And he was talking about the architecture and how we, we try to regulate the, the wrong things the wrong ways. And and about how the architecture acts. And, the arch, you know, it's code is law. And he just broadened it. And it occurred to me that, that what, you know, Andy Carvin, who I bring up every other week, uh, Chipotle every week, Lee every, every third week... Um, <laughs> But any carbon NPR, what we're seeing is news starting to be architected like the internet, end to end. That the power is at the edges, right? The witnesses can speak directly to the public. And if a journalist wants to be in the middle and do add some value, fine. But in a sense, I think Obama going to Facebook is symbolically like him being online and as a bit of uh, internet architecture. It's edge to edge. Plus, I like that Silicon Valley technology should be seen as a very important constituency. I agree. Politicians to come and kowtow to. Well, you know what they usually do? In fact, Obama's done it, is they go to the CEOs and they have fundraisers and they talk to them. So I do like the idea that he, uh, at least if he's going to go to Facebook, it's not just to talk to Zuck, it's to talk to everybody. God, I wish he'd worn a hoodie. Well, wait a minute. <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg is wearing a white shirt and a tie. Whoa. I hope they show him again. I, they haven't shown his footwear yet. You wear a suit for the president. I think you better. Period. Yeah, I think you better. Yeah, so, this is cool. This is going on right now. Look at that. Yeah. 
So you're saying that I should probably get a suit for the trip to France? (laughs) (laughs) I I think so. Okay. I think so. Okay. I I, I think you should, should have an internet uniform. (laughs) <laughs> with battle ribbons on it, right? So it's your Microsoft ribbon. I'm the president your... of the internet. <laughs> Here, here's here's Zuck. There he is on a stool. He looks like he's wearing a, a, a tennis tennis though. Doesn't look like he's wearing. Um, can I rewind this in any way? I guess not. Wow. Guess you're not allowed to rewind the president. But uh, they showed him, and yeah, it looks like he's wearing sneaks. But uh, is Schmidt on with Tina Fey at this very moment? Apple's earning call is in about uh, 45. No, it's right now. <laughs> this will be the first time an Apple earning call is kind of pretty much ignored by uh, the tech press. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, so where would I find Eric Schmidt and Tina Fey? Oh, would it, be no. it won't. I can tell you one place it won't be Google Video. Uh, nope. We tried to get somebody from Google Video on. And what did, what did uh, Karen Wickery say? Uh, they're otherwise occupied. <laughs> 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 they're what? Re, they're, they're busy regrouping. Uh, I, f- I think I understand why you've got YouTube. You don't need Google Video. In fact, I probably could, you know, I'm on record saying, what's the deal? But I like Google Video. There was no, you didn't have the same time limits. There was some great documentaries. Um, what I don't understand is why they couldn't just port the videos over to YouTube for you. I I, I heard a thought. Oh, here's Zuck in his uh, tie, by the way. Oh, nice. Actually, he's got a nice black tie and. He's rolled up his sleeves. Oh, oh, oh the president's going to roll up his sleeve, too. Look, look, he's mirroring the Zuck. We have tie parody. Oh, my. He's loosened his tie. Zuck looks like such a grown-up in a tie. Good job, Mark. Infrastructure and clean energy. So my question to kind of start off is, what specifically do you think we should do, and what specifically do you think we can cut in order to make this all add up? Good. Well, l- l- let me, first of all, Mark, share with you sort roll of the up my sleeves. The because, and then... I think a lot loosen of folks yeah, loosen the understand tie. that it's a problem, but, but aren't sure how it came about. Uh, right. in, in 2000, uh, w- w- at the end of the You can watch this yourself, kids, if you want to see it. I'm not going to. We, we have a show to do. I'm sorry, Mr. President. And but that was in part I'll, see, I'll see you in Deauville. I'm sorry, Mr. President. We're with the real president. <laughs> we are with the president. I'm sure what you have to say is important. The eighth continent. The future, man. <laughs> but we got to talk about Google Video. the old world Obama. Where can I find? Where can I find? Would you see chat room if you can find Eric Schmidt talking to Tina Fey? Chat room could find it. Chat room will find it. If they can find anything, they'll find it. They say Google it. (laughs) Google it. Did find it. It it looks like they're taking questions via moderator, but they're no longer taking those questions. Is this for the president or Tina Fey? Oh, sorry, t- t- for Tina Fey. So if you go to youtube.com slash at Google Talks, it just says this is going on today and we're oh, no longer accepting questions. So, so they, they must be recording it and then we're going to edit, to, uh, edit together and probably put, did they, publish they did it later. the same thing with Gaga, didn't they? Yeah, I think that's yeah. how it worked with Gaga. Just in case Sarah g- giggles <laughs> or says something <laughs> creepy. Either way. <laughs> So, I mean, Tina's doing, her new book just came out, right? Yeah, her, Bossy, her book, Bossy Pan. Pan. So that's, yeah. that must be what this is. Uh... Did, I, did I tell you that the, the greatest book blurb in history? Um, book blurb is, worth it, signed, trees. <laughs> 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 She's too damn funny. She is so she damn funny. Do you watch 30 oh. Rock? Oh, love 30 Rock. Love yeah. 30 Rock. Yeah. Yeah, it's what's consistently it's consistently original, which is why I like it. It's mm-hmm. not it's very unpredictable. It's as if 
20 very funny monkeys wrote it. I mean, it's, it's, it goes all over the place. You, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes it's non sequitur. Sometimes it's wordplay. Sometimes it's a pun. You just never know yep. where, where they're going to go with anything. And the throw, yeah, somebody, uh, Lennon in the chat room saying the throwaway jokes. That's, they just are out of the side of the mouth and you go, what? Yeah, yeah. What? And then you pause it and then I pause it and laugh <laughs> and then hit play again. So what did we say? We said Google had $8.58 billion in gross revenue, 2.3 net income. Apple announced in this earnings call going on right now, $24.67 billion in revenue, 10 times more. <laughs> And a profit of 5.99, almost three times the net. Wow. Wow. They sell really expensive hardware. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Good for Apple. Hey. So the reason I think, Jeff, that they, to get back to Google Video, that they didn't do that, and I think what I'd heard floated was the concern about copyrights. Really? Yeah. There's a lot of stuff on uh, Google. Oh, so Video. if they actually touched it, well, they could have. They could have created a routine in which make, they make you do it, but you could just do it. They're making you copy the stuff back to your own machine and copy it back up, right? I thought there is a uh, move this to YouTube link. I thought I read that somewhere. No. I'll be honest, I haven't no. used Google There's Video a in a long There's a download time. link. There's a download link. Just, just download. download. There is no move to YouTube. There's no process to move to YouTube. If you want to put it on YouTube, you have to download it and re-upload it. That makes no sense to me. Must be a server issue. It's just data. Yeah, it seems like that. I don't. No, it can't be a server issue. It has to be some sort oh. of. Some legal. I smell legal. lawyers. You're right. I smell. I smell <laughs> lawyers. <laughs> it did, Google Video did kind of feel redundant for quite some time, though. It didn't did, it, with but, YouTube. But it. But they. But it was. It was. Um, uh, you know, it was the kind of thing a geek like me likes. It was not the most popular thing. And and YouTube right. is so overrun by little kids and Fred Figglehorn and, and right. uh, you know, it's 10 minutes videos. And mm-hmm. so it seemed like the grown-up version of YouTube, I guess. Right. 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 But the interesting thing is that this is, this is indicative, I think, of Google's management is that they should have killed it two months after buying YouTube. Yeah. Then it wouldn't have been such a big deal. Right. I mean, no sense. Well, we have a new and better video platform. Goodbye. Everybody say, okay. Um, yeah, that makes sense. So people are, there seemed to be a commitment to it, and they, you know, some number kept using it, and it didn't make any sense. Right. There's, um, what is that uh, incredible BBC documentary? Is it The Power of Dreams on um, the uh, rise of the PR industry? That's a must see, and the only place I could ever find it is on uh, Google Video. I don't know where it will go no. now. And, and I think it's because it's, in fact, one of the reasons this doesn't air anymore is because, like Eyes on the Prize, there's a there's a clearance issue. Um, I'm looking to look this up. The Power of Dreams? Is it the, it's the power of... Chat room, maybe you can help me out. It's the story of... Um, uh, he was Freud's nephew <laughs> and the creator of the public relations uh, industry. This guy was an amazing guy. I did an Ignite, Ignite speech on him once. Um, oh, cool. He, um, I can't remember his name, of course, because I'm old and I don't eat enough carbohydrates. But he, uh, for instance, he's widely credited with getting women the right to smoke in a, in a suffragette rally in, uh, in a, I think, the 1910s. He hired a bunch of comely young lasses 
uh, and they carried signs like, you know, now we can smoke. And they were smoking. <laughs> and it was like power to the people. You know, it was Virginia Slims. He invented this stuff. He uh, He's the guy who created four out of five doctors. Uh, he was hired by wow. the Pork Council mm-hmm. to promote the sale of bacon. So he asked doctors, is a hearty breakfast a good idea? Four out of five doctors said yes. He somehow, conf- you know, conflated that with eating more bacon. And and, huh. and basically said four out of five doctors say eat bacon. What? <laughs> Amazing. The persuaders? Uh, th- that's a classic, but that's that's a that's, that's a later a later generation. In the chat room. Yeah, century of self. Yeah, that's it. The century of self. God bless the chat room. Who needs a brain? No, I don't. Chat room. Uh, I've externalized them. Um, actually, you know, this was uh, Ray Kurzweil suggested that I just use the chat room. Uh, There's a great scene in Evita where the army just ma- marches together with with. Um, a Paron. And I, I, the chat room seems like that with you, El Presidente. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy transferred his VHS tape. You can see it says EP and LR. There's Freud. And sad to say, this very classic, you've got to get it, download it or whatever. Uh-huh. Century of Self um, says so this video Matthew will be removed Freud- April 29th, 2011. So Matthew Freud, who's the big deal PR in the UK now, is he... He's, he's, no. He's, he must- this oh. guy's name was Edgar Bernays, B-E-R-N-A-Y-S. Oh, oh, okay. And he's cons- widely considered the founder of public relations and ultimately advertising. Well, it's interesting that Matthew Freud, who is a descendant of Freud, is one of the big deal PR guys in the UK now. Well, yeah, Bernays, um, and there's, by the way, that's the video of uh, Edgar Bernays on the, on the screen right now. Bernays um, was Freud's nephew uh, and... Thought Uncle Siggy had the right idea. He Uncle Siggy said that people were motivated by unconscious desires, and he said, "You know, we could apply this to advertising." <laughs> so at the time, I mean, basically, when he started in 1910, advertising was the Sears catalog. Here's here's what it does. Here's what you you know if you need it, buy it. He's a guy who came up with the whole notion of, you know, you've got bad breath, you smell, and. Uh, and you, girls would like you more if you smoke or drink or use right guard. Or, and it really, the whole advertising industry came came about because of this insight that you you don't get people to buy stuff because they can actually use it or because it has features they want. You get people to buy stuff by tricking them into thinking they can't live without it. You, uh, you know, triumphalist that I am, I would like to think that the Internet becomes a... Um, antidote to that. I, 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 that even the, I'm not so optimistic. That was the point of my speech, uh, was that in an uh-huh. era where a the consumer has access to a huge amount of independent information, they become more information-driven, and it no longer works. People are much more sophisticated and cynical. It no longer works to trick them. They know better. Mm-hmm. So, uh, in fact, uh, what I said is our advertising has changed as a result of it. All the ads that we do, for instance, on the Twit Network are about features and benefits, and they all have trial offers. We don't yeah. do, hey, if you don't use Hover.com, people will stare. Do you require that, or you just tell them that's the only smart thing to do? Um, nobody would advertise with Twit unless they got that, I think, mm-hmm. <laughs> to be honest, because we're no good at tricking people. And so, yes. So, what this means is, coming soon, we hope, if we do our job right, free trials of burritos. <laughs> <laughs> They contacted us after our episode talking about the Chelsea, the Chelsea's oh, nice. restaurant. Mr. Chipotle tweets sent us an email saying two things. First of all, if you do do Twig at Blog World, 
please do it from the Chelsea Burrito store and we'll, <laughs> we'll feed you. Sweet. And he also did raise the issue of maybe we, maybe we should advertise because somehow yeah. our sales seem to increase 38% every time your show is on. Nice. I made that last Mission part. accomplished. <laughs> I get tweets all the time saying, I heard you on, on Twig, so I went and tried it. Boy, In fact, it was good. That's Edgar Bernays-style advertising, where we just yes. talk about how delicious something is, and it makes you hungry, and then you unconsciously, your needs and desires, and you go, I have to have a chipotle now. <laughs> so it's actually not the kind of advertising we do. <laughs> but no, I, I really believe you're exactly right, uh, Jeff, that, that um, you can no longer get away as effectively as you used to with, with, the, with the you know deceiving people kind of ad. You've come a long way, baby. You know, cigarettes represent freedom and power for women. You have to give them features and benefits. And I even go a step further with our advertisers. I say you may only advertise if you come to our community, because that's where you're advertising to. My, this is my, these are my people. This is my community. And come to them as an equal saying, here's what we have to offer. We trust your judgment. Try it. If you like it, use it. If not, fine. And, right. and and you have to be part of the community. And uh, I think that that's really what is happening. And I think it's one of the reasons that, frankly, new media advertising does, in fact, work better than having an ad on Seinfeld. Drink. It's not going to work for Coke because Coke has no features and benefits. Meanwhile, the chat room, Web 4805, says Freud studied burritos for many reasons. <laughs> Sometimes a burrito is just a burrito. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen... <laughs> We I did talk like about Chipotle features. After my Patron surgery, but is I'm not a feature. Anything. <laughs> Patron is a feature. Patron in the margaritas is a, is a feature. That's a feature. <laughs> Big feature. Big. With with potentially benefits. <laughs> no, I think you're right. I think we do talk about the features and benefits of a fine meal at Chipotle. Mmm, <laughs> <laughs> that sure tastes good. Mmm, <laughs> that's a feature and benefit. Hey, actually, let me do an ad, if you don't mind, and then we'll, we'll be back with more. We are talking about Google the yeah, Cloud. free advertising for Chipotle. <laughs> I keep giving it away. What is that? What's wrong with me? Uh, this is a show where, as you can see, we cover ideas, uh, and that's what I'm most proud about. Uh, this is a smart show, and I hope you uh, are enjoying it. Uh, we, we trust our audience as a, a smart audience, and I think that's one of the reasons we have to do ads differently. When you have a smart audience... You can't say you will smell bad if you don't use Hover.com. They just don't buy it. What I do invite you to do is go to Hover.com, twig.hover.com, and try it out. It is domain name registration made clean, made simple, uh, abo- whoops, <laughs> made disappearing. Above all, uh, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to put the, the O back in domain. Hover puts the O back in domain name registration. How do you like that? There's a slogan. Uh, if you go to twig.hover.com, you'll notice something right away. They're not trying to upsell you. There's no hover girls. There's no dead elephants. There's just a great clean site that does one thing and one thing simply. Sell you domain name registration at a fair price. Twig.hover.com. In fact, if you go there and use the coupon code TWIG when you buy, you'll get 10% off. I just bought leolaporte.us. I realized I didn't have that in leolaporte.tv. Because I thought I should really have it. And it was so easy on Hover. It took me just a cl- couple of clicks of the mouse. If you do have problems, you won't. But if you do, you can call their tech support number. 
And they guarantee no hold during business hours. They also have, and click this link, transfer your domain right here at twig.hover.com. They have a domain name transfer concierge service. You can do it yourself, but I tell you, it is such a pain to transfer a name that uh, I recommend this concierge service. Now, normally it's $25 flat fee for one domain or a thousand. They just do it all for you. You call them at 866-731-6556. We're going to waive that fee for you right now. So if you go to twig.hover.com, if you say you heard it on Twig, they will not charge you, and they will move all your domains for you. Domain name transfers are $10, but really the transfers for you're getting another year for 10 bucks. You're getting a renewal of your name for $10. I think that's a great deal. They do include who is privacy at no extra charge. The other guys will try to sell you that. They won't try to sell you hosting because they don't do that. They will do email hosting and email addresses and um, email forwarding. But that's it. It's a great deal. Domain started $15. I think I paid uh, $25 for a .tv because they're more expensive. But .us was $15. They have... .ca, too, if you're in Canada. Twig.hover.com. Give it a try. I think you'll like it. See? Features and benefits. Features and benefits. No dead elephants. No dead elephants. That's a good feature. <laughs> That's a good feature. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Oh, I do. I do. There was a one company, I, I don't. Uh, it was another domain registrar that capitalized on this. They said uh, I had something like, we'll, we'll donate a dollar to PETA for everybody who signs up. 20000 Brilliant. 20000 Wow, was that the number? Twenty thousand, and that wasn't hover. You got to think that's got to have hurt uh, GoDaddy. Oh, did I say that? <laughs> <laughs> I, there's no reason to be coy. Everybody knows who I'm talking about. Spain, you, this is probably something for you, uh, Mister uh, Jarvis. Spain. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I want to. Yeah, go ahead. Well, okay, I want to talk about the iPhone thing sort of related to this a little bit. Well, the, the, oh, oh, we got to yeah. talk about that, too. Yeah. Well, let's yeah, start I, with that. I, I added another thing to the list. It's in turn related to that. Everything's related, you know. So uh, we talked about this on Security Now. This just came out today that the iPhone, for reasons not completely clear, has logs everything uh, everywhere you go. And that file is uh, stored on the iPhone and backed up to every time you connect your iPhone, backed up to your hard drive. And it stores all your GPS data. And then you if you get a new iPhone or iPad, moves the file onto onto it. Like, it, it lives from device to device. Wow. Right? Well, yeah, and there's a, there's a new software that will actually grab the file and plot out for you, you know, all your GPS coordinates, right? And, and it's not clear, you know, what this file is for, why Apple's storing it. So it just well, sort of came out today. It. At, Apple's storing it on your machines. Apple's right, storing it on your machine, on your phone. There's no, evidence that they're, there's no evidence that they're getting it, but we don't know. Right. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I was talking to a, a friend of mine who, who has been using an Android phone for a while. And she said, you know, I don't download apps because I always get that warning that they need access to my contacts, they need access to my network, my location. That kind of freaks me out. I just want to get an iPhone because I don't want to have to worry about that stuff. But the difference is that the iPhone doesn't tell you. Uh, what it's doing as much as you know as android tells you and it is it's a little scary because it's like why does you know why do you need access to my location data but i would rather know than not know so i think this is this is what it is the issue with this is that they're just not right, transparent about it about what they're there's collecting a, there's another issue here which is that this is a story i put up on the on, on the list the aclu just said that michigan police have a device where they take your mm. if they stop you they take your phone yes. whether or not you're charged with a crime and they download all kinds of data. It's a device designed 
It's called CellBite or something. To plug into a cell phone and within 90 seconds, copy it. Just copy everything that's on which, there. Which is just a violation of privacy. And, and, you know, hey, I'm Mr. Public and all that. That is the most horrendous violation of, 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 of government authority and privacy. And now the added problem is with this Apple thing, they could very they easily get where you've been in the last, what, year? It's all there. Everybody but I got to tell you, thanks to pen registers, they can get that data from the carrier. That's true. That's easily, true. without a warrant. So uh, there That's are plenty the of ways you could... This is, the, this is the thing that I keep trying to say to um, people is that if you're carrying around a cell phone, this is a spying device. And we have no idea what kind of data is being recorded. You know, we, we know now that there are at least three applications in the iPhone store that turn on the microphone without notice to you. Uh, they All three companies say, oh, but we don't send data back. Well, okay, fine. But they turn on the microphone. Um, you know, color that that forty one million dollar thing. They this is what they told Robert Scoble, and he says, "Make sure you tell Leo this." We turn on the microphone, but all we do is we listen to see if you're in a noisy room because maybe there'll be other photographers there, and we store that information. We don't send that information back. Well, first of all, I don't understand the merit or value of doing such a thing. But second of all, there is nowhere that it says they do that, right? And there's nowhere where you give them permission to do that. And just because they don't send it back doesn't mean they couldn't send it back. Or even that I should trust them that they are sending it back. You know, aren't Gina, I think, I think the point you raise is really the huge point here, which is that our devices aren't our devices. No. We don't have control over them. We don't even have knowledge of what they do. And, right. and that's a violation, a personal violation. And, and, it, and it's amplified when it's a tiny personal computer that's in your pocket. With yeah. a microphone and a camera. With a microphone and a, and a GPS camera. And, and an accelerometer. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. This is, if you were going to try to, if you were James Bond 20 years ago, and you were going to try to track Dr. No and find out what he was doing, that's what you would give him. It's not cookies that are going to do this. No. Oh. It's a phone. And everybody who ever watched, you know, a, a born identity or any of these thrillers knows that uh, first thing they do is throw away the phone. Yeah. He takes, he takes the, he always is there's, you know, there's some ingenue who he picks up, and she's now going to have to tag along for the rest of the movie, and clothes that'll be perpetually falling off. And the first thing he does is he says, "Give me your phone." She says, "What?" And he takes it and he smashes it with a hammer. I'm sorry. Why did I bring that up? I don't know. It's <laughs> Leibowitz, the head of the FTC, went on for Google just now because they didn't put do not track into Chrome. Well, there's no law that says you got to have do not track. Right. Uh, and he's enforcing a law that doesn't exist. Yet, I'm not, you know, I, I, and even though I think you and Steve were very rational about this Apple thing, and I think you're right. Steve was more rational than I am. Okay. I, I but, allowed him. He's, the, he's a security guru. He said. But do you think he'd be the one to be going security you know, no, he doesn't bonkers. like to. He doesn't like to sound the alarm unless there's evidence. Right, but I, I, I do think that this is where Gina's point is exactly right. If we ever needed transparency, is in what our devices are doing to us for us. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Although I do agree that the, since Chrome is the last browser not to support Do Not Track, I mean, there's a plugin for it. But that, but but Firefox, Internet Explorer nine, Safari has to. They're in the ad business, man. <laughs> Huh. You think that they're actively not going to do it because of that? No, I don't think so. But I think I think it's a way. You know, because the PR they're going to have to at some yeah. point. But 
But I, you know, they are in the ad business. We got that free because they do ads. They do cookies. They, they want signals to be able to give us better search. It's going to affect their business. And they're being told, they're being pressured to put that in there when there is absolutely no law or authority to tell them to do that. But except uh, the head of the FTC who can put a lot of pressure on them to do it. But that's not the way government should work, should it? Well, is it in our interest that they put that in the browser? I mean, in the people's interest? Uh, I would argue that, that that's, that, that's being, being put forward as an obvious, uh, you know, a self-evident truth that cookies and tracking are bad by the likes of the Wall Street Journal. Ah. Cookies and tracking are what support media. Right. They help give us news. All the whining about the future of news, if we hurt the advertising business too much. That's true. We hurt uh, the whole media industry. And, you know... Well, but I would say, for instance, um, there's ad blockers in the world. Right. And um, if I acted totally in self-interest, I would say, oh, we should, we should make ad blockers illegal because I can, that will block my ability to make revenue. No, what I say, when I say this in the book, if you, you can do all these things, right? You can turn off cookies. You can erase cookies. You can um, block all kinds of things. And that's fine. And, you know, you don't even need a blocker you know, a, a, a cookie killing, do not track thing. All you do is turn off your cookies. But what you've done is you've made yourself less valuable to those who are providing this stuff to you. The same as when we fast forward through ads and you just need to be aware of that. And it's a decision you're making and the decision has an impact. I should point out that it was C Computer World's headline that said that Leibowitz called out Google Chrome. As far as I can tell, the, the quote merely is Apple has announced they're going to put it in their Safari browser that gives you Apple, Microsoft, and Mozilla. Really the only holdout, the only company that hasn't evolved as much as we would like on this is Google. I guess that's calling them out. But well, yeah, you're, you're right to be more reasonable. It's, than not them, it's not the FTC saying, Google, you better do this or you're in trouble. You're just getting your diplomacy muscles going before, before Paris. <laughs> it's encouragement. But I think this is appropriate encouragement. I think the FTC should encourage companies to protect consumers. <laughs> Well, but, 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 but again, there are unintended consequences. Go back yeah. to the story you mentioned a while ago. There's, there's now a suit by yeah. many parties in Spain to try to enforce a notion of a right to forget. Now, there's no right to forget to be forgotten. Right to be forgotten. I like this. You don't like this? Uh, I hate this. Well, you can't do it, for one thing. That's one, but it also is a terrible record. So if, you, so if you're a sleazy Paul, if you're Berlusconi, and you try to argue that you have a right to be forgotten, that, you, that he, he has some right to take out of the public record things that he's done. Oh, um, well, that's a good point. That, that impinges then on my free speech if I want to say okay. that I saw him with a 12-year-old. But, 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 okay, so a public figure shouldn't have the right to forget, but should a personal private figure have the right to forget? What I, about a teenager who committed indiscretions that have made it to Facebook? Shouldn't she have the right? The line, where is the line, that says that's okay. What if that person runs for president someday? And, and we want to be able to judge that. And, and so what you do is you, you, you then get to a point where you, you try to erase everything about you just in case. Yeah, that's a good point. And everything about everything. And then what you've also done is you've impinged on my free speech. Right. If I'm the one who says something about you and you can come to me and say, no, you must forget that. Journalist. Oh, that's a very good point. That's a First Amendment issue. Yeah, that's a very good point. And in fact, that's what happens. That's what I warn teenagers about. I say, right. you may never blog about this. Or posted on Facebook, but if there's ten people around you with camera phones, <laughs> right, you can't it's not control up to you. it. It's not up to you. Got it. So, which I, means we got to adapt society to that. 
It's just a reality now. We well, all yeah, do what that. do you tell? I mean, so what I said is consider that as you as you behave in, in, in public. Uh, and I also said, and maybe this is what you would say, Jeff, that uh, in time I think we will evolve to the point where we'll all have skeletons in the closet. We'll recognize that, that every human does, and we'll maybe be a little more tolerant of such things. I mean, Gina, I hope this isn't an untoward question, but, but you know, since you live around university folks and, yeah. and young people and your wife deals with these issues, um, mm-hmm. how much faith do you have that young people today are, are smart about all this? I, I think that young people today are actually uh, p- pretty savvy about this, just based on my experience with my with my young nephews who just in, in, who just instituted a no adults <laughs> rule in their friends list on Facebook, which is yeah. kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> to change their names, who list themselves as married to friends and siblings with friends, you know, kind of you know play with their identities online, um, I, you know, and who have both had issues where uh, parents and family saw things on Facebook that didn't make them happy, and then they had to suffer the consequences. I think that that happens to university students all the time. Things come up on Facebook parties and residence halls, uh, you know, alcohol, th- that kind of thing. I mean, cases are tried, judicial cases at the university are tried that way all the time. Um, so, you know, I mean, sometimes they're learning the hard way, but I think in general, you know, when you grow up with the internet, you become, you see, you become circumspect about this as you go. Um, and, uh, and I, I do think that there's an understanding about this. And I do think that there will be a little more, um, leeway that a lot of everybody will have something wacky that happened online, you know, when they were a kid, you know, going forward in the future. But I also think that young people are, are becoming a little, a little more circumspect, especially when you're in university and you're wondering, you know, how am I going to get a job, you know, and how am I yeah. going to interview? I mean, listen, some students that LA, that UCLA student who, who had that YouTube rant about that horrible racist YouTube rant. I mean, she obviously, uh, didn't, <laughs> Didn't didn't think about what that was going to do, but you know she you know she's out of school now, and I think that students learn from that those experiences. But I well, that, have that's a lot of faith. So, so in Spain, what they would say is not only I mean she has a right to it was her own video, so she can take her video down from YouTube. But the mm-hmm. fact that she did that, uh, and it spread, and that's the internet it spread. What, it what spread. the Spanish it's- case would say is that. Uh, the claim is that Google should erase all links to any references to that. I find that scary. That's that's trying to erase. Yeah, I, I, have, I, I find turned me around too. on that. You've turned me around on that, Jeff. You're absolutely right. Um, yeah, I mean that video spread all over. People uploaded it to their YouTube accounts because it was deleted, right. and they wanted they you know because everyone was talking about it, and it had become a I mean it had become an event. It had become but a, kids a really make big mistakes. Thing. I mean, um, and so, but but the solution is not to expunge the record. Although we right. do that with, we do that with criminal records for people under eighteen. Yes, but we don't do it with the newspaper record. But newspapers, newspapers don't reason, normally they generally re- don't use the name. But in some cases, they will. Yeah, they're not they're not legally obligated to protect no. minors. No. They just choose to. And you know the other thing about that video, I think it's a really good example. Gina is is listen, it was stupid, but it wasn't so god awful offensive. It was just dumb. It was really dumb. Yeah. yeah. But not everybody's going to, I mean, uh, that may not be the universal reaction, especially later in life. Yeah. That's well, welcome to responsibility. Um, yeah, but if you're 12, can you be held to the same 
Standard well, I mean, responsibility. if you're 12, you can say, listen, Zuckerberg sent those those IMs yes. about, you know, the, the dumb the dumb idiots <laughs> who trust them. And we, and we cut him some slack because he was 19. And we did. You're right. And he, yeah. could, and he said, I was 19. Right. I, I was stupid. I mean, this happens, right? Right. That's I mean, the issue for society. If society can't forgive a kid for doing something dumb, then we got a big problem. And yeah. it's not the yeah, kid. It's a, it's a bigger problem, well, right? Our society is not notoriously forgiving. Oh. Um, interesting. All right. That's a that's a great debate, uh, and it's a tough one because uh, you know there's 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 merit on both sides of it. But I have to say, it's too draconian to have a right to forget. Well, but you you'll have this debate in Paris, Mr. President. Good, I know. I'm I'm taking notes because uh, uh, the EU has presented uh, uh, four pillar Vivian Redding. I'm sure will be there. Who I've gotten into fights with. Uh, you should be doing pillars. this, not me, Jeff. I got, I'm gonna. Uh. No, no, no. It has four pillars. Uh, and I can't remember what the other three are. I'll, I'll find out for the next week's show. But one of them is the notion of a right to be forgotten. And it's easy to say and it's easy to be popular saying that. But there are unintended consequences. And, and the Internet is too young and too new and too fresh yeah. and too unknown to do that. I think you have to. It's On surface, it sounds like a good idea. But if you dig it all deeply into it, you realize the consequences of doing it are, are too right. great. But you got to figure that Monica Lewinsky and Rebecca Black both wish that people would just forget who the hell they are. <laughs> I think Rebecca Black is, is enjoying the fact that That's she just all, beat yeah. out Bieber on YouTube. <laughs> that just proves that the Internet is happier to make fun of stuff than actually enjoy things. Yeah, no, that's a very good point. Although now we don't really know how many of Bieber's views are making fun of him. Well, that's true. A uh, Good point. <laughs> <laughs> it good could point. be. That's yeah. the secret of his success, too. But I would, I, I don't know. I'm going to argue that most of Bieber, Bieber's views are young teenage girls who really just want to watch Justin. <laughs> because I they drove love. carpool the other day. Did I tell you this story? <laughs> no. No, I'm scared. My, my son, for some reason, wouldn't get in the car with me. So instead, six teenage girls, I guess they're probably all 15, 16-year-old girls, got in, plugged in their oh, iPod, and listened to Justin Bieber the whole way home. Really, and I thought, wait a minute, you're 16. You sh aren't you at least a little bit arch and sardonic and cynical yet? You should be very happy about that, Leo. <laughs> that should make you so happy. They're not my kid. My kid's arch, sardonic, and cynical. <laughs> He's cute, and my nephews hate his guts. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, Henry does too. <laughs> Henry says, "Don't you get by now that nothing I say is serious?" Oh. <laughs> okay, sorry, I didn't realize nothing, nothing. <sighs> so maybe there was I'm raising John Stewart. I'm raising that. an ironic child. <laughs> I guess it was just inevitable. Uh, we have been sent to copyright school, by the way. We how many strikes do we have against us? Not just this video. In fact, I I just already violated quote violated copyright law by showing Mark and the uh, president talking on Facebook. Uh, we get taken sure, down. That should be Creative Commons. Yeah, that's got to be Creative Commons, isn't it? No, I don't know. Let me look. I mean, it's the president, so I mean, I have no trouble with it because it's news. Right. And in fact, uh, while there fair is no... Comment. If there were ever were fair comment, you just fair comment. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, that has to be... Uh, that's There's no... It's not written into law. It has to be defended by a court. Yes. <clears throat> um, there's no copyright on here at all, as far as I can tell. Well, it says Facebook copyright 2011. Mm. So I think they do assert... I mean, I don't know. I mean, if it's a president, I, I think that's public domain. But anyway... The point being that we frequently show clips from stuff and we almost always get either a takedown 
or dinged in some way. Sometimes they don't take it down. And it's always, in my opinion, because this is a news show, uh, fair comment, fair use. We defend it. But because we have so many strikes against us, A, we're not on YouTube Live. And B, in order to get on YouTube Live, we have to go to YouTube Copyright School. <laughs> Are you serious? Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's really? What? I thought you were Choked? kidding. No, 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 no. Uh, there's a, uh, for users who continually violate copyright, uh, YouTube copyright school, uh, please take a moment to watch this video on copyright and answer the following four questions. Let's see if you can answer the questions. Uh, oh my God. They quiz you afterwards. Just without seeing the video. Let's see how smart you guys are. Oh boy. Oh boy. In order to determine whether specific copyrighted content is authorized to be, uh, used on YouTube, you should upload it to your account and wait for the content ID system to remove any unauthorized content. True or false? False. 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 If content is available on the internet, it is in the public domain and therefore okay to upload to YouTube. False. Yeah, you'd have to be an idiot not to get this right. Of course, my son would lie all the way through and say, I'm joking. The following item. Oh, this is a good, here's a tricky one. Tricky. The following item is protected by copyright. Your name? Your original idea, your original YouTube video, or your cat? <laughs> I'm going to say your original YouTube video is protected yeah. by copyright, right? Yeah. Apparently your yeah. name and original idea are not. If someone alleges that you have infringed their copyright, you will receive a notification in your account, in your email, both A and B, or via text message. I think both A and B. Mm -hmm. Let me see if I could pass. That'd be nice. Then we could... Uh, evaluation of your answers. Correct, 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 correct. Congratulations. You have successfully completed copyright school. You passed. You graduated. Yay. See, there's a pirate. I look a, at the pirate. A bad oh. cat pirate with a hook. <laughs> He's stealing videos. I think, uh, I have to say, I think YouTube has bent over way too far in yes. the realm of uh, rights holders. Well, that's also what Larry Lessig said because when he, when he, he this is his whole issue. So he puts examples in his videos, and he puts the videos on YouTube, and he has to appeal every time. Every time, every time. And so there Leo, is, you need a whole department just to deal with the. Well, uh, and appeals. it is not a de minimis loss to us because uh, it's a significant number of impressions that we lose, and because it's a news show, even a twenty-four hour takedown basically means that that video is no okay, longer. Okay, so let's use the power of Twig. Let's get someone on and let's lobby Google on this and, and hear their side of why this is difficult for them or why they, you know, they're, they're defaulting to this and try to give them some cover. Okay. Eileen yeah. is listening. I'm all for, for that. I'm all for Meanwhile, that. Meanwhile, if I were you, YouTube, I'd take down this video of the guy with the glasses and the liver in his hand, his bloody hand saying, smell your own breath. That's the video I'd take down. Not this week in Google. <laughs> Stupids. All right, let's take a break now while I recompose myself. Deep breath. <sighs> Cleansing breath going oh. all up and down your chakra. Oh, baby. <laughs> oh! Somebody sent me a book, Chakra Exercises. I can't wait. Thank you. But you know what I do when I need to relax? I go home and I watch Netflix, and I encourage you all to do exactly the same thing. Netflix, I love Netflix. I just checked uh, a minute ago. I've been a Netflix customer since 2000, November, December 2000. That's how long 
I've been using Netflix's amazing DVD by mail system. And of course, a couple of years ago, they started doing this watch instantly thing. And now I'm in love. I, you know, the truth is I have a five disc at a time subscription, which is the max, I think. I guess you can get multiple five disc at a time subscriptions. But I very my discs are collecting dust because I almost always am watching instantly. YouTube has tens of thousands of movies you can watch right away just by searching for them on your TV set. Many new internet-connected TV sets have uh, uh, the capability of doing this. Almost all the new Blu-ray players do. And, of course, your Xbox 360, PlayStation 3, your Wii, and my favorite, the Roku box, all can do this. Look at these are there's just so many great movies here. And and Netflix does a good a really good job of making recommendations so that as you as you go through uh, oh they got Toy Story 3 on watch instantly in high def. That's you know it's on watch instantly right now, Leo? What? Glee season 1. Oh, I know. <laughs> because they've got TV shows, Mad Men's going on there. They just bought rights to Mad Men. Yeah, I actually am going back to watch the original Glee pilot. The pilot is the best. Isn't it oh funny? My God, that don't stop believing. Oh, that original. I, I watched it again this week and I cried. I'll admit it. It's really Third good. And, the, yeah. and and of course, it's a little dated now because they put their stuff on MySpace. <laughs> yes, it is a little dated. Funny? It's really yes. funny. It's really funny. But there, that there are like early John Stamos references that like you don't get until you realize that he's on later on. It's, it's worth rewatching. It's, it's so great. Let's make that our recommendation for the show today. Glee <laughs> is available. The first season. Uh, Owen oh, Monk and Drop Dead Diva. Oh, my gosh. There's some great stuff on here. All you have to do is either add it to your instant queue for later reference or play it. Now, I got to warn you about the queue thing. So I have a queue of DVDs. You get the DVDs in a, as little as one business day. And I have a queue of watch instantly. And uh, my, my DVD queue is 234 DVDs. Watch instantly, 358 <laughs> So you don't really need wow. a cue to watch instantly. Frankly, you just watch it instantly. Try it free for 30 days. You're going to love it. Netflix. Look at all these movies I put. I don't know why I put them in the queue. I guess so I don't forget that I want to watch them later, I guess. Netflix.com slash twit. What's nice about Watch Instantly is none of these things gather dust. <laughs> they just sit there waiting for you to watch them later. Netflix.com slash Twitter. Try it free for 30 days. Who doesn't love Netflix? My only concern with this entire ad campaign is who doesn't already have Netflix? Right. I mean, <laughs> we're, we're preaching to the choir here. Oh, actually, yeah, we got what? Jeff, didn't we? It's converted me. I'm, I, I never did it because I didn't want to do the whole DVD thing, and this, this, this convinced me. It's already paid off. You're kidding. No, I, I'm, I'm weird. Well, Congratulations. <laughs> I didn't have an iPad. I didn't watch Netflix. This show is making a wreck of you. Yeah. And your personal life. But yeah. that's what we're here for. Time now for... <laughs> and thank you, by the way. I, I, Jeff, if I could just, I don't know, maybe have a little earpiece with you on the other end and you could listen in and then just tell me what to say. No, 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 Leo, you're, you're the man. You represent the people. You know. Uh, yeah, Leo, you're going to be You're going to be great. Great. If I could bring the chat room with me. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. Where's my RC channel? My chat room says you're full of it, Nick. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I need an army of Googling Actually, research assistants as I t talk. Why can't I bring the chat room with me? Seriously. I think I can. You probably People can. People are the back channel. I think I will. Deal. Oh, everybody in the chat room is so excited right now. They're like, well, we'll go. We're going to the We're EGA, to baby. You're going virtually, chat room, virtually. Meanwhile, 
President Obama's sleeves are still rolled up, but his tie is not loosened. This update <laughs> brought to you by Facebook.com slash Facebook Live. Um, it is time for our tool, number, and tip of the week. Let us start with Gina Trapani and her tool of the week. Tip of the week. My tip is it's really kind of a tool. simple. Yeah, well, so there are two, little, two things. One's really tiny and one's bigger. The really tiny one made me so happy because I just I love fave icons that tell you something about what's going on on the tab. Uh, Google Calendar now puts the date in the fave icon. What? Uh, yeah, yeah. So if you go to Google Calendar, I live for my Google Calendar. If you go to Google Calendar, the fave icon will, will say, like, today it'll be 20 because today's April 20th. And it works so well, like, if you pin tab, that, in addition to Gmail's unread count in the fave icon, kind of gives you, you know, lets you kind of glance up at your tabs and see what's going on. So it's just a little little date helper. Oh, that is so cool. Now, yeah. I, because it's an HTTPS, I have a, a padlock in my Chrome. But if I go to the tab, I could see that, in fact... It is the 20th. The 20th. And then I will say, oh, my God, it's my 20th anniversary today. I better not forget to buy some flowers. There you go. There you go. That is cool. That's cool. It's just a little tiny thing, but it makes me happy. The other big thing that launched is um, U.S. And I hope, oh, oh, I hope, Leo, this isn't your tool. Um, MapMaker, Google Maps MapMaker launched for the United States. So it's basically like Google Maps, editable Google Maps. You go in, you put down where your favorite coffee shop is or favorite you know, bike route. And there's this apparently team of Google Maps editors who can review and approve changes to the map. So it's basically correcting and, and augmenting maps. This is um, so huge. You know, um, OpenStreetMaps has, has been doing this all along, but they didn't have right. any data to begin with. So right. this is a really not, and, it, and by the way, as a result, OpenStreetMaps has some great maps, especially for bikers and hikers. Mm -hmm. uh, I expect this will make the same kind of difference uh, mm -hmm. to yep. Google Maps. Yeah, if you put in it's true, is it, you can, you can, Companies and, and, and governments and such can put up piles of batch data to this too. I think. Oh, really? Yeah, I think I saw something that way. So, so I, I don't know what that means. You know, maybe maybe the park service could give you more data on the parks or something oh, than, that's than they now have. No, well, that is cool. certainly I immediately filled out our Google Places thing, but that's separate. That's a separate yeah. thing. Let me go. Let me zoom into San Francisco. So, will it show if I zoom in on Google Map Neighbor? Will it show things people have done? Yeah, you could. There's a community edits tab on the top left there. Uh, you ah. see my edits, community edits. Ah, look at that. So here they are. So, yeah, a lot of this is, in fact, business information. Mm-hmm. Yep. Tiburon International Film Festival. Oh, actually, some of these are places closed. A lot of these are places closed. Interesting. So people are cleaning up the Google Maps. Yep. Yeah, exactly. That's fantastic. That's, that's better than plus one. I, this is, this is I crowdsourcing. I agree. You bet. Definitely. You bet. This gets it more. This is totally awesome. So Google Map Maker at google.com slash mapmaker. You know what uh, OpenStreetMaps does, and I'd love to see this kind of functionality, is if you've got a GPS, you can upload your track to the OpenStreetMaps, and they'll use that just to know where there's streets and stuff, where there's, and you can mm -hmm. then annotate it. There's a lot of additional features I'd love to see in here. Mm -hmm. This is great, though. I mean, this at least you can fix these maps. Uh, actually, I was a tool I was considering, but I decided instead to do a tool that I hope you didn't do last week because it did come out last week and I dibsed it then, which is a Google a day. It's a trivia contest on Google. Oh, no. So if no, you go to a, no. Goog a googleaday.com, every day a new Google trivia contest. Oh, Jeff, I skipped your number, but I'll get it next. That's okay. How do these homes relate to molecular soccer balls? And so it's kind of a, it's a, it's a Google, in effect, that's the answer. I'm going to well, say. I was hoping it was about Google. I think it's geodesic. <laughs> I think it's a uh, it's a buckyball, isn't it, or whatever that. Let's see. 
their geodesic domes. Buckminster Fuller held the first patent for geodesic domes. So there you go, the buckyball. So so you can every every day learn something cool and new and different. Googleaday.com. And now your number That answers Nick Carr. Does Google make us stupid? No. <laughs> <laughs> See? See Nick. Stupid. See? And <laughs> in the tab it says what day it is. So there. <laughs> We're smart. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead, Jeff. This is out of left field, but but Henry Blodgett, who was an analyst in the bubble and um Got in some trouble, rightly or wrongly, uh, for uh, touting stocks in the one hand and, and emails that he sent privately to others disagreed with that. He settled with Elliot Spitzer and the SEC over all that. And, and Henry's been open about his past. He's, Henry started Business Insider, which is kind which of is, the... It's actually a great blog. I read it all the time. great site. Uh, it's a tech crunch of business, yeah. and, and it's really good and really well done. Breaks and Henry, you know... Faces his past and talks about it, and that's that. But he never really got a big interview, so he put up. He allowed one of his people to do, you know, who, who was a tough writer to interview Henry, no holds barred except for a few legal matters, on his site. And what what fascinated me just for a number today um, is that Henry people ridiculed Henry because he said that that Amazon was going to hit four hundred dollars a share back in the day, and this was part of the old uh, bubble blowing up problem. Henry points out that the split adjusted price for Amazon today, eleven hundred dollars. <laughs> wow, he was right on Amazon. You couldn't buy yeah. a better stock if you ask me. I mean, just a quality company. They deserve their success. Well, they I can't do. wait to watch this. So this is James. Uh, I'm sorry, James Altucher. Uh, do you know who that is? That's doing the interview? no, no, I don't. Um, so yeah, this uh, looks good. It is, it is, it's fascinating because it, it takes you back to the bubble. It takes you, you know, some insight into the Spitzer and insight into the whole thing. I think there's a movie here. Isn't it funny that hmm. since Blodgett's downfall, Spitzer had his own downfall. Oh. And now he's a CNN commentator. So, yeah. And Blodgett's been on his show. And here's the irony of this. I said earlier, America doesn't forgive. America loves to forgive. Yeah. If you've got a check your right. past, all you have to do is say, I'm sorry, and... Uh, even uh, Rod Blagojevich can have a TV show. Whatever happened to him? <laughs> Sorry, another show. That's a good question because I, I haven't heard I, that name yeah, in a while. Yeah, I just once I learned how to pronounce it, then yeah. I uh, stopped hearing it. Spent so much energy doing that. Jeff Jarvis is the author of this fine book. What would Google do? You see, I keep it on my bookshelf because I you need are to know. Wonderful. You are wonderful, my sire. And there's a new one coming. I can't wait. Public parts. Uh, and you, will you send me the manuscript? So I mean, I, I, I will. I actually will. My publisher will, will be happy, but I'll send it to you. And we have a new. We have a new uh, subtitle. The other subtitle got thrown out. So it's now how sharing in the digital age is revolutionizing life, business, and society. Well, that's close to the one we liked. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. it's straighter, but but you know, yeah. But it's well, I've as I've learned, you kind of have to. Sometimes you have to say what the book's about. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, people it's think it's about penises. <laughs> <laughs> Not that that wouldn't help sales. Evidently, evidently, the uh, the PR person for for uh, the, the publisher has said we don't want to too much on Jeff's penis. <laughs> <laughs> I know the trees will say it's worth it. Let's let's. let's, let's Can't wait to see day that. Next day on the Enis <laughs> Pay. Next day on the <laughs> Uh, I think we have a show title, by the way. And now, <laughs> and Gina, thank you so much for being here. Gina Trapani is at uh, smarterware.org. And I, I didn't know this expert labs is occupying most of her attention these days with yeah. thinkupapp.com. Yeah, check it out. Can't wait to uh, 
get back and talk some more. You guys are just so great. I learn so much every single time. Um, we want to invite you to watch the show uh, when we do it live, which is 1 p.m. Eastern uh, Pacific. I'm sorry, 4 p.m. Eastern at live.twit.tv every Wednesday. But you can always hear it or watch it after the effect because we TiVo it for you, in effect, uh, by going to twit.tv slash twig. Twit.tv slash twig. For Jeff and Gina, I'm Leo Laporte. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time on This Week in Google.